Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three best friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Kira. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jen. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. everyone and welcome back to Her Take. It's been a minute. We took off last week just to have a little breather, spend a little time with, or some people spend some time with their families. I didn't. Um, but <laughs> we'll get in all the catch-ups, see what's going on. It'll probably be a long one knowing us because if we didn't talk last week, we're probably going to have to chat lots to make up for it. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at hertakepodcast or Twitter at hertakepod, where we are pretty active and would love to connect with you. Uh, I think this is just going to be a catch-up episode where we're catching up on our lives and what is going on in the world because a lot is going on. It's hot and heavy, literally. So I'm going to turn it over to Jackie to get us started with our check-in. Jackie, why don't you tell us what you've been up to the past few weeks? Yeah, hey everyone. Long time no chat to both of you and all of our <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, a lot has happened, or I've just been doing things. I Last week was Labor Day weekend, and I went up to Lake George um, with my family. We rented a house up there, and it was lovely. Fall has arrived in upstate New York. It's very redneck. I'm learning more and more <laughs> every day that upstate New York is like is mad redneck does anyone else it's a different basically it's like outside of the city yeah once you get an hour north of the bronx forget it i mean it's like crazy um i'm also now currently in i'm coming to you live from westerly rhode island took an impromptu last minute trip to rhode island Long story short, my sister has friends up here that were, you know, telling her she should come up for a weekend to use the house. It's gorgeous. I'm not too far from our dear friend Taylor Swift's uh, home in Watch Hill. I I wore white pants because I wanted to fit in with the New England crowd. Um, So, yeah, it's beautiful. So I put this like all my Instagram story already. So, guys, go check it out. I'll even archive it. I'll make a special. (laughs) I'll make a special Rhode Island (laughs) Instagram story. archive uh yes it's a lot of fun um yeah it's uh been a good week Alyssa I should mention now is our my new running partner our friend Alyssa has been joining me um for the last two weeks we've trying we're trying to do like one run a week together she runs a lot in the morning so that's been fun yeah so not much new but uh, it seems like there's been more action in the Mm. last two weeks than the whole summer basically Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you have a yeah. running buddy. Yeah, in so Rhode fun. Island with Tay Swift. You went to Lake yeah. George. Yeah, You're I'm a really life, jet setting. I know. I can't believe it. I'm not home for two weekends in a row. This oh is my crazy. god, scandal. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but you're like with your family and stuff. Yeah, so. it's very wholesome. Yeah, I love it. 100%. I'm very jealous. I mean, this house is really nice. So I mean. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. I'll send you guys pictures. I won't. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loving it. Beautiful. Um, okay. Thanks for sharing. 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember how to host anymore. Um, yeah, it's been too long. Yeah. Okay, Jen, why don't you tell us about your weeks? Yeah, well, uh, it's kind of hard to follow Jackie, who's out there in Rhode Island with Taylor Swift, but (laughs) I'm still in New York right now. Um, I feel like the fall weather has started looming in, which is really Mm -hmm. nice. It's about mid-60s today in New York, Um, so I'm definitely feeling the fall, and I love fall, Um, but I am getting a little nervous and worried about, like, seasonal depression looming in, but also... Um, I feel like most of my social activities have been outdoors because coronavirus, and I feel like outdoors is just like the safest place to see people, Um, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work out with the weather getting colder, so that's something I'm a little worried about because I don't really feel comfortable like eating indoors or going to other people's apartments and stuff right now, so... We shall see. We shall see. But yeah, last weekend was Labor Day weekend, and it was really fun. I went to my friend Sarah from college. Her family has a house out in Point Pleasant, and it's such a nice house. It's like on the water. There's a pool and everything. Um, I went there for Fourth of July as well, and Fourth of July was really fun, but there were like a lot of people there, like a lot of her family members, like extended aunts and uncles, things like that. So I didn't really enjoy that aspect of it Mm -hmm. because COVID and I'm still trying to be cautious. But um, this time it was pretty much just her family and us. And by us, I mean like me and my other friend and then like her boyfriend and their two friends. So yeah, it was a really fun time. There was like some boy drama kind of because my friend had hooked up with this guy all throughout her senior year of college and like he was there and there was like also this guy that like I had hooked up with who's the boyfriend's friend um but I had only like hooked up with him once right before quarantine so like her and I were like oh we're gonna like see these guys again at the house like might be (laughs) awkward I handled it well I thought (laughs) she yeah this kid ended up bringing this girl that he's been seeing um And my friend just, like, did not handle it well, so it caused a bit of drama. But other than that, it was a fun time. Like, we just hung out and, like, drank White Claws and went on the (laughs) boat and stuff. Like, I wasn't going to let anything ruin my week. Uh, The only bad thing was, like, we were so tired at the end of the day because we would, like, be in the pool and go on the boat and everything. Um, And we didn't take pictures. So that was really sad because I wanted it and stuff. But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's that. pretty much it for me. Uh, and this weekend, I'm laying low. I just did an at-home keratin treatment. Looking Shout out to good. my mom for helping me out there because <laughs> I don't I don't feel comfortable sitting in a salon for four hours, um, especially with the mask on. Like I I can't imagine doing that right now. So I found something cheap online that my other friend had tried, and so I just did it, and I have to wash it out tomorrow. And yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it for me. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we've dealt with boy drama because there are no boys to <laughs> I know. have drama with. <laughs> like me and my other friend were like, oh, is this going to be awkward this weekend? Like I, you know, I try my best not to be awkward, even though I can be at times. I think the guy that I had 
like hooked up with before. I think he was like more nervous than I was, which was kind of cute. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think the Good fact that my other friend just like didn't handle her guy bringing a girl. Um, yeah, I think that kind of like overshadowed any potential awkwardness on my end. But anyway, good weekend, nevertheless. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, lots going on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we don't record for two weeks, and it's like suddenly we sort of have social lives again. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Almost. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, <laughs> for, I mean, I have, like, nothing going on. I don't even know how to transition into me and my nothing. How are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I you know, Literally, the most exciting thing that happened to me in the past two weeks is I got two wasp stings. Not one, oh my God. but two. And... Wow. Uh, they're still not gone. They don't want to go away. How does that make you feel? Um, it makes me feel a little annoyed. Right. Because I'm annoyed for you. It, it yeah, just won't be. go away. Maybe vulnerable to mm, exposed. Sorry, I'm not trying to impose feelings. <laughs> on you. <laughs> Do you feel insecure about the wastings? I feel attacked. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you were. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just like. Yeah, it's, that's literally the most exciting thing that happened. That's is so funny. These two stings, one through my jeans, through my jeans, like a little that's aggressive. Rude. Which is just rude. It's a little rude. It's a little aggressive, a little rude. And um, my thigh blew up like a little golf ball or whatever. Did not, oh, wow. Did not appreciate. So just has taken a while to go away. Lots of calls to the very nice nurses that our company uses. So that's it, really. I've just been working all the time, not going outside much because the air quality is poor yeah. out here in San Francisco. And yeah, I just feel like inactive and like my body is becoming mushy and I probably have muscle atrophy, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I know it's tough that I have a t-shirt. I probably have muscle atrophy, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> That's my life. Um, probably a good transition time anyway. Like speaking of the smoke, because we wanted to do a little news wrap up, and obviously the wildfires all throughout the West Coast have been. One of the biggest topics of discussion for the whole country world the past few weeks. Um, and I do feel like the fact that I'm here gives me a, an insider look, guys. Like, I'm on site with the... Uh, uh, yeah. What do they say mm. when they're like... Uh, you're a correspondent? Like, this, the, you're a San Francisco correspondent? Yeah, exactly. Our... Live from yeah, San yeah, Francisco. Yeah. 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 Um, but if you don't know, here's Sorry. a quick little, I don't know, we're really struggling, guys. Okay. <laughs> if you don't know, um, 
like basically all of California is burning down. Not really, but um, more than 3 million acres have been burned so far, uh, which is, I've seen conflicting numbers. I saw that this was 26 times greater than this time last year, but I also saw that it was 10 times the total of this same time last year. So I'm not, maybe that's the same thing. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, it's, it's really bad. Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In summation, it's really bad. Um, the fires have burned more than 3,000 homes and other structures have been destroyed. At least 19 people have died so far. 28 people that I've seen at this time are still unaccounted for. It, the numbers may have changed, but those are the numbers I have at this moment. Um, and this is impacting California, Washington, Oregon, um, just massive amounts of destruction. And this has really had us thinking and discussing off pod. Um, obviously, the fires have been intensified due to climate change. You know, the it's been drier here, very hot summer. We had a very hot summer in New York, too. So, this is not something that's like just the West Coast. We've all been experiencing this, um, but that has definitely intensified the fires. So we just kind of wanted to touch base, have a little chat about how we're feeling about, like I personally am kind of feeling like so much is happening and everyone, you know, makes jokes on the internet like 2020 sucks, can't wait for 2021, the whole world is ending, blah, 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 like at kind of in a jokingly joking way. Um, but in all honesty, it does feel overwhelming at times, like so much is happening and we're just watching it and there's not much we can do at this time. So I don't know how you guys are feeling. Um, I'll open the floor for discussion at this time. Yeah, I think something that has been so, um, you know, I think that there is a lot of, so I think obviously, I think very famously sort of has been spreading online that, you know, part of these fires were started due to a gender reveal party. And I think there's like sort of, I think it's important to, while obviously that is a terrible thing that happened and the people that, that ultimately caused that, I mean, I'm sure that they feel guilty, but there is like a certain level of just like stupidity that comes with causing something like that. I think that it's important to realize that even if fires are man-made and they're caused by, you know, people's specific actions, the reason why things have gotten so bad is because of climate change. And I think it's important that as we like continue to have this discussion that even though fires are man-made, the weather is hotter, it is drier in California and on the West Coast overall. So things that are going on are just going to be so much worse. Um, and I, I just, I mean, it's really hard to think about. I think it's so important to consider our actions and the way that we discuss something like this, because I, I mean, it's just crazy to think about how it all started. But I mean, wildfires in California on the West Coast have been increasing in severity for the last several years. So, you know, this this phrase, sort of this once in a generation event seems to be happening every few years. Um, right. Those those are just my initial thoughts, because um, mm -hmm. I'm really like the destruction has been so, so severe. Yeah. And I've been seeing people online say, oh, well, it was caused by this gender reveal party, which it was. And, you know, 
Also, those should be banned anyway. They're stupid. But (laughs) aside from that, you know, Jackie, you bring up a good point. It's like you are creating the conditions that enable these fires to get so bad. Mm. And it's not just in California. Like even earlier this year, which is kind of hard to remember what things were like prior to coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But Australia was on fire earlier this year. Does anybody remember that? So it's like not just the West Coast. Like this is happening around the world and we're essentially creating these conditions of hotter and drier climates which allow these fires to spread so rapidly and so intensely and scientists and again I don't understand why people have such a I guess an aversion to believe what scientists are telling us but they are telling us that this is clearly linked to this climate crisis and It truly is a crisis because I feel like so much of what we learned about climate change in maybe the past like five or 10 years, like while we were still in school, it was always kind of talked about as, and maybe this is just my perspective, but I felt like it was talked about as, you know, the sea levels are going to rise and things are getting warmer and it's going to down the line create horrible conditions for us. But it's creating horrible conditions for us now. And I feel like people are just choosing not to recognize it. And it truly is a crisis that needs to be solved now because I already feel like it's too late. That's kind of how I feel. And I feel like nobody in the government is taking this seriously. Like some of the more progressive Democrats have been trying to pass the Green New Deal. And I feel like even Democrats aren't on board with that because it's expensive. And I get that things are expensive, but how expensive is it going to be to remedy all the damage that is being done right now on the West Coast? Mm -hmm, It's only going to get worse. And in the West Coast, it's wildfires. Down in the Southeast, it's hurricanes. Like hurricane season is like alive and well right now. And we're only like at the beginning of September still. Mm -hmm. So I just, I get frustrated because I see how catastrophic it is already becoming and it's only going to get worse and it feels like people aren't going to wake up until it's way way too late like until our world is literally in an apocalyptic state which I already kind of feel like it is especially in California and I know Kira you're there so you see it firsthand but like just the pictures that I'm seeing it it is the apocalypse or that's how I feel right yeah no I mean it's interesting when people say things like like, I am witnessing the fires firsthand, but you're seeing a lot of people, like, people who are not living in California sharing these photos of San Francisco um, or, you know, California in general, and, like, climate change is real. We're watching it happen, and I just find it a tad frustrating because I'm like, we've been watching it happen for years, like like you said, Jen, right. how um, New York is now considered subtropical because that's how much warmer it's gotten in New York um, on average throughout the year. It's just something that we've been seeing for years, but yeah, people cannot take it seriously until it's, until we're literally burning down, I guess. Um, It's been interesting the past week. um, I think a lot of people saw the picture, pictures online being shared of kind of the orangey red sky all over San Francisco. That was definitely odd day um you know I I woke up kind of early that day and was in my room doing some work 
and suddenly like looked up and was like, it's still dark. Like what time is it? And it was 8.30 and it was still as if it was like 5 a.m. pitch black outside and it stayed like that most of the day. So Mm -hmm. that was definitely eerie Um, and it was kind of yellow for the next few days following that. Now it's much better, but the air quality um, is still really bad, still um, considered unhealthy for everybody, not just sensitive groups. So it's for the best that you don't spend too much time outside right now. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of all things considered, like I'm totally fine. All I have to do is just not go outside (laughs) um, too much. But people's homes are literally burning down. I had a coworker, you know, I work with people who live in different parts of the state and a coworker told me she saw met somebody the other day. Their house had burned down for the second time since 2018 and he was an older guy, he, so he wasn't going to rebuild again. You know, there's all this destruction and then rebuild. Very American to be like, "Oh, this is horrible that this happened. Let's rebuild." And it's just getting to the point where, you know, you're seeing a lot of articles about um how will San Francisco look in the coming years as more people are dealing with their homes just being burned down every few years? Uh, what's the point in rebuilding if that's the case? So definitely like much more extreme, like people have died. So for me, it's like, whatever, I'm totally fine. But it's just sad to witness. And I kind of agree that I think it's too late. Um, There are some things that are just irreversible, and we can definitely do things, make changes that will help in the future, but it's gotten to the point where I think that some of the damage is just irreversible. Yeah, I think something that you just pointed out, Kira, and then also that Jen pointed out regarding just the cost of weighing the cost of the Green New Deal or any kind of legislation and enforcement for climate change versus the cost of rebuild like someone rebuilding their home mm-hmm. whether it being directly a personal cost cost from the government cost of insurance it, it really you know it's an, we're talking about the green new deal or any kind of legislation enforcement regulation to enact you know some way to stop or to limit the effects of climate change there is a there's a big upfront cost but we have to consider that ultimately, if people have to keep rebuilding and people have to, whether they rebuild in the same location or ultimately they have to buy a new home, that's going to be a just an enormous, enormous cost that we cannot even fathom. Mm-hmm. And something that keeps happening in California is that people keep rebuilding, like this person that your friend knows, that they keep rebuilding in the same place. So, you know, people have... I. And, you know, it's hard because, you know, you're talking about people having an emotional attachment to an area where they live and they want to rebuild. But I think ultimately you cannot compare how much it will cost just an average person to rebuild their home. And a lot of times insurance doesn't cover the cost of homes that are lost in these fire prone areas because just the way California development law works is that areas cities have to build a certain amount of housing 
um, for communities. And so it forces them to build in areas that are prone to fires. So even as so as if a fire wasn't destructive enough, it's now going to happen in a place where people live. So when Mm -hmm. you talk about the human cost and the material cost of someone's home, that's going to go up. So it's a real it's a big problem where we have to confront this cost up front to prevent further destruction, people dealing with costs on their own. So I don't think people always understand that or people, they don't like to think about it that way because those costs don't exist yet. Do you know what I mean? Like the costs of future natural disasters, those can't be quantified yet because it hasn't happened. But we know it's going to happen. There, I mean, wildfire season already existed. Like there is a season. It, it happens naturally those wild certain wildfires happen naturally but we know how destructive it's going to be now for for people as well and not just on the environment mm-hmm. and you can't just tell people don't live on the west coast or don't live in right. florida because the hurricanes are going to be so bad and you bring up a good point jackie is that corporations specifically insurance companies are putting things in their policies that essentially say that they don't cover some of these costs, because otherwise the insurance companies would go bankrupt, um, which is a problem. But at the same time, you know, these people have no money to rebuild their lives. Like, I can't even imagine what it would be like if my house burned down. And that's something that I think, unfortunately, a lot of the lawmakers don't recognize or have an experience themselves, maybe, is like that catastrophic loss. Um in addition to just like loss of habitats and things like that and animals and plants and things like that. Like, I don't know. I get so frustrated because I, I do genuinely feel like we're getting to that point where it is too late and the damage can't be reversed to what we've done to this earth. And I feel like people need to be held accountable and the government isn't really doing much, especially under the Trump administration. And, you know, we sit there And we say that we as individuals can do these small things to reduce our impact on the environment. And, you know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do those things. Um, Like, for example, using a reusable water bottle. Like, of course, we should all be doing those things. But at the same time, when you have these huge corporations continuing to drill oil and pollute into the air, it's like, what is my individual impact really making on this earth when these corporations continue to do horrible things and no one's holding them accountable? I just get so angry. I agree. But at the same time, those corporations are driven by consumers. And I do think you vote with your dollar. And so where you invest your money and what you choose to buy and support will drive more sustainable business practice practices. But at the same time, it's like, impo- I agree, like it's it's so far on the wrong side that it's hard to reel that back in. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do think to a certain extent, little actions, like nobody, there's that saying that like nobody has to be perfect. We just need everybody trying their best imperfectly. That was, like, not the saying Mm -hmm. at all, but it's something along those lines that if, like, we all just do these little things, that mass movement has a far greater impact than just a few of us trying to be perfect. Um, Right. And so I think that that does help. But, yeah, it's such a mess. I don't even... Who has kids in this time? You know, I've been thinking about this. I'm like, who would get pregnant <laughs> right now? Like, this is such a bad I time to bring, like, the world is ending. Let's not bring more humans into it. I know. 
It's terrible. That's extreme, but that's just how I feel. I'm like, it must be terrifying to be a parent right now. Yeah. Like, what's the world going to look like for our kids' generation? I know. It's terrible. I was actually, I mean, this is somewhat of a tangent, but this past week was 9-11. So I, you know, was reflecting on how horrible that tragedy was. And I feel like that moment in American history was so uniting in that everybody felt that tragedy together, whether you were in New York or in California. I mean, maybe it hits a little bit harder in New York and, you know, the three of us did grow up around here. Um, but I feel like everybody just felt like such a, a sense of like tragedy and loss and nobody really sat there and like defended what had happened. Um, and, you know, of course we went to war after, which controversial subject now, but at the time, like a lot of people supported that. Um, and it was such like a uniting moment in our history. And I was sort of reflecting on how it takes tragedy to unite people and how that's kind of just sad in general, but it is such a uniting moment, um, even if you have different opinions. But right now we are facing so much tragedy. Like we have these wildfires in California and we keep seeing uh, catastrophic natural disasters happen around the world. Obviously, we're all still dealing with the COVID pandemic globally, especially in the U.S. People seem to have forgotten that. Our economy is horrible right now. Nobody knows how it's going to recover. So we're facing all these tragedies. And yet I feel like as a nation, we're so divided. And of course, I can sit here and blame Donald Trump for being a very like divisive figure in our country. But it just makes me so sad because I feel like even if we elect Joe Biden, um, we're still so divided. And like these tragedies, people don't seem to fully grasp like the magnitude of how sad it is for these wildfires to sweep across the West Coast or for COVID to, you know, cause the death of almost 200,000 people in this country. Like people just can't process that information right now and choose to ignore it. And we're like more divided than ever when we should really be united about the things that are causing horribleness in our country and in our world. Mm. That was a bit of a tangent. But I was like, but that, I was reflecting yeah, on that yeah, this excellent week. Point. Yeah, no, it's a really Makes me, good like, point. upset. I think, yeah, the what doesn't help resolve any of this is that, well, I really cannot speak, is that toxic, um, self-centered, very individual-oriented, I don't really know the right term for it, but that... Uh, lack of compassion for your fellow humans is not going to help us resolve any of these issues because these all arise, COVID, the fires, all of this comes from years and years and years, if not decades, centuries of abuse towards the planet, abuse towards each other, our home. This is all the result of all of that. And it just seems to be getting heightened, and we're only going to spiral into more of this. This is not positive at all. We should, like, have a Mm -hmm. more positive spin. It's all going to be fine. Have kids. (laughs) I mean, I think, but I think, so, it is, this conversation has taken taken a a fairly negative turn. However, I think part of the danger is being excessively optimistic and hopeful, because that is... 
as humans, we're inclined to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. If we don't take a more cynical view of things and look at the absolute worst outcome, mm-hmm. if we don't do that, then the absolute worst thing will happen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we mm-hmm. need to... Mm-hmm. And, like, the absolute need... worst things are already happening. Right, right. Right. <laughs> like, this is pretty bad. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. If you thought this is bad, just wait. Yeah. For what? I don't know. I can't even fathom. Happen for people to feel like this is a crisis. I really don't know. Well, I don't know. We're not going to solve it here today. We're just kind of venting, and we're just concerned citizens. It's like what are you going to do? Concerned voters for sure. (laughs) Hundo P. I mean, voting like. For elected officials, but like Kira said, it's also voting with your dollars. Like maybe when you are thinking about companies you want to invest in, if you're mm-hmm. at that point in your life, or companies you want to buy products for. I know it's not always easy, but just trying to think a little bit more about that can really be effective as well. For sure, yeah, yeah. And it's hard because it's hard to feel like you have any control or power over what's going on, but at the same time, all together we do. So. That's kind of it. That's kind of, it was just kind of a way to let some of this confusion over the past few weeks out. And I'm sure plenty of other people are feeling similarly. So again, connect with us on Instagram, Podcast, Twitter at HerTakePod. But I think that's about as far as we'll get with that conversation. Again, we're not solving anything here, but make sure you're registered to vote. Um... And that's all I can say. So a hard pivot, as we like to say, to the hot takes, (laughs) where we can catch up on all the pop culture news from the past few weeks. So Jackie, do you want to get us started, please? I sure do. Thank you. Um, Apologies if you hear a small child in the background. It's hard being a young mom. (laughs) That's a joke. I don't have kids. Um, In this political climate. I know. (laughs) I don't know. Sorry, I got too excited. Um, In happy Love is Alive news, uh, David Harper and Lily Allen got married. I didn't even know that they were dating. David Harper, as you all know, him as Hop from Stranger Things, and Lily Allen is just, you know. Just mm-hmm. she's Lily Allen. I don't know how else to put it. They got married um, in California, I think, or like somewhere. It was a little Elvis Vegas-y. officiated. Yeah, I don't I think it was it. Vegas though. Elvis officiated the wedding is why we say it's a little Vegasy. Um, but it was so cute. Like they just got married in a small ceremony. I think Lily Allen has two kids from her previous marriage, um, and they she had her girls there, and they just had in and out after. And I thought it was so cute. Her dress um, was so amazing. They. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that they were together, and I love them together. I think they were so I didn't fun. know they were together either. No. I feel like I, I did know, but wow. I don't know why. I don't know. I love it, though. I They're really too. cute. Um, so that's we're exciting. That's like it. a little, like, happy news. They got married wherever they were. I think, like, some of the smoke from the fires was reaching them. They were, But they were, like, trying to make something you know happy and light out of it so that's just sort of the the situation for for a lot of people i think um Mm -hmm. so congrats if you're listening um (laughs) you guys are great (laughs) wait can you share that you found out david harbour is from white plains oh yeah so i was looking at david harbour because i was like oh let me just see 
like when they started dating whatever and i was on his wikipedia and he's from white plains new york homeboy is from westchester yeah this is news hometown pride i feel like that should be a bigger deal than like bobby moynihan from snl right but like bobby moynihan who was on snl a couple years ago is from our town though it's from like our he went to our high school he's the star Um, of our town yeah yeah. i'm like no 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 no. besides the three of us he's the most successful to come out david harbour needs to get more credit as being from White Plains. White Plains has to monetize that. Right? They got to do something with that. Bring him back. got to come back. <sighs> I don't know. I think it's great. So he's a Westchester boy. Love to oh. see it. And I'm just like... And now he's married cool. to Lily Sorry, Allen. Like this child's really screaming. Um, what can I say? Yeah, and Lily Allen is... She's British. I don't know where we're from exactly, but... Right. Yeah. And her Cross brother's Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. Hey-oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's coming full circle, right? Full circle. It's gonna come full circle in a second. I'm gonna talk about something else, but uh, oh, also right. wanted to mention. Also wanted to mention that uh, Claire Saffitz made her appearance back on Instagram this week. Feel like the I Bon Appetit people are slowly crawling out from the depths of wherever they had them. Like Conde Nast had them thrown in a closet somewhere um because she's dropping a new cookbook next month no honestly it kind of feels like i love claire but i'm just like i feel like you put out like a statement and then you just went away for a while she disappeared yeah and then um, now she's back because she's got a new cookbook coming i have more of a problem jeffree star i'm sorry with andy saying nothing and just posting vacation pics andy baragani i got a bone to pick with that because i don't appreciate him getting all like just because i'm brown doesn't mean that i have no accountability or like no like he's part of the problem slash he just like doesn't didn't do any like i feel like his response to everything going on at bon appetit was like inadequate but anyway claire saffitz is releasing her new cookbook um or her first cookbook next month and it's called it's titled dessert person recipes and guidance for baking with confidence while i am a little peeved with claire i am gonna buy your cookbook like, <laughs> i'm loyal voting you know with her dollars <laughs> yeah i'm voting with my dollar exactly um and she also revealed that she got married so that is very exciting so congrats claire if you're listening wow. lots of marriages this episode is love not dead Every Everyone in no, quarantine is married. Strong. Yeah. You either get married or divorced. There's no in yeah. between. <laughs> None yeah. of us are at that no. stage, but. If yeah. there was a time to do it, now is it? Yeah. <laughs> Elope. Yeah. Well, step one. Elope in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my hot takes for the week. Uh, there was actually some interesting developments while we were on our little break. Yeah. yeah, a lot happened. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Of course. All right, Jen. It's time to take it away. Hot take queen. <laughs> Hit um, us. Not well, maybe this is love is dead. I don't know. But Zac Efron Perhaps. has a girlfriend. <laughs> so you're like, Jen, why is love dead? It's because my hopes and dreams of being with him are dead. Right. Um. He's just so hot. I actually, I just watched that movie with him where he's Ted Bundy. I forgot what it's called, but Mm. I just watched it. So like my love for him reignited. And then I essentially found out right afterwards that he has a girlfriend and she's from Australia and she's like a waitress. Like she's not famous or anything. And oh, that's nice. She's just a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good for Zach, I guess. But (laughs) 
I'm still single. <laughs> I guess he's happy. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I think in bigger news, what this dropped is- this week was that uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the rain is finally over. Their last season is going to be airing in 2021. And after 14 years, they have decided that they oh will God. no longer be doing the show. So R.I.P. Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, Love is You good. know what? Honestly, hot take. I haven't watched that show in so long. I mean, the earlier the, seasons when like Scott and Courtney were together were so funny, so good. Um, but it's like they're they've almost outgrown the show. Like they're so big now that. You find out everything about them through social media. And by the time it airs on the show, like, I've already known that Tristan cheated on Chloe for the umpteenth time. Like, <laughs> I don't need to rewatch. So that's kind of how I feel about it. And I also believe that uh, Courtney in particular is just not as into it anymore. And you can't really do the show when half the people aren't into it. So... That's that. R.I.P. Though I'm sure Chris Jenner is uh, mourning this loss deeply, as we all are. Yeah, I'm. I am up to date on the Kardashians. I do keep up, as they say. Um, but <laughs> definitely, the past few years, it hasn't been as great. I think because they all have families now, and mm-hmm. just like. Who doesn't want to be filmed? Like, which kids can be filmed? Like, it just... The content wasn't as interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm definitely surprised. And, like, what are they going to do with their time? Because, I feel like yeah. they do so much, though. Like, they each have, like, like do they lines. themselves. I don't know that they themselves do that much. I mean, they're so rich. I they're, they're fine. I'm just, like... But it's like, yeah, no, I don't think that they're gonna. Chloe's got like good. Well, Kim's fine. Kim has to go to law school. She's busy, but everybody else. Kim is not going to law school though. She's just gonna study for the bar, right? But that still takes time. Yeah, yeah. I guess like I haven't watched in more recent years. I also I don't find it as funny as it used to be. Like it used to be so funny. It was so funny with Scott. Yeah, especially Scott. Yeah, we were big Scott fans. Oh yeah. So, yeah. it's sad. and shocking, but I guess it was time. End of an era. All right, Jen, tell me what's up with Cassie and Colton. Oh, yeah. Please. I do have a bit of the tea. Um, so, essentially, Cassie from Bachelor. Cassie and Colton dated for about a year and a half. They got together on The Bachelor Colton jumped the fence for Cassie, and they were together. Uh, it sounds a like a, a saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he jumped yeah. the fence. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Iconic moment in Bachelor history, of course. Um, American and history. he actually got COVID and was quarantining with her at her parents' house. And then oh, shortly yeah. thereafter, they broke up. So, you know, they broke up. And to be honest, there was, like, kind of a little bit of beef between them. Uh, Cassie had gone on like the Bachelor Goat episode as a guest and Chris Harrison was trying to get some info out of her about the breakup and she didn't say anything but you know Colton I guess was a little salty that she had gone on and then Cassie called him out for when he wants to add a new chapter to his book that he put out there Uh, he wants to include things about her that she doesn't like have the rights to sign off on so it was like kind of ugly but they 
you know, maintained that they were still friends despite the breakup. But now things are getting really ugly. Essentially, some news has broke that uh, Cassie has filed a restraining order against Colton and is accusing him of putting a tracker on her car and stalking oh her and like showing up unannounced to her parents. Yeah, to her parents' house in uh, Huntington Beach. So those are the accusations. I did see um, earlier today, um, this is on Saturday when we're recording. So earlier today, he said that he hasn't spoken to her in over a month. So it's kind of ridiculous that she's like, you know, filing a restraining order. But I feel like that's such an extreme thing to do that like something must have happened where she felt the need to do that. Right. Um, And I don't know if we'll ever get the full gossip, but it's definitely not looking very pretty for these two. And, you know, nobody really knows why they broke up. I think a lot of people think it's just because he was way more into it than she was. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's uh, it's not looking pretty for these two. We'll keep you updated if we hear anything else. Wow. Yeah. I don't care (laughs) too much about them, but like their relationship. Yeah. But that was like pretty shocking that she filed for a restraining order. I was like, well, that's kind of scary. Um, so yeah. that sucks that she Hopefully, yeah. had to do that. Yeah, I like, hope she stays safe. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. It's odd because of course we've seen them on the show. I also am not like either of their biggest fans. Like there are definitely better couples out there from The Bachelor. But I, I mean, I find it hard to believe that Colton is like, you know, stalking her and stuff. But at the same time, obviously she filed a restraining order so something is up right Um, like a tracker on your car yeah like that's that's scary that's psycho yeah um yeah i mean it's hard to believe but of course we we don't know everything a lot of things happen behind closed doors and uh obviously on cassie's side and hope that she's staying safe throughout all this and nothing else happens so we'll keep you updated I mean, the thing is, is, uh, and I know we'll turn to something else, but I just wanted to add, I mean, I think the thing is, is we saw their relationship in front of cameras. And so I think Mm -hmm. to a certain extent that both of them are putting on, I don't want to say like an act, but you act differently in front of cameras than privately. And you never know how, in in this case, we're talking about a guy, how a guy is going to behave with his girlfriend or how, what he expects of her. So... I mean, you never know what the, what they're like, you know, behind closed doors. So mm-hmm. I think we need to, we shouldn't, and now that we're doing this, but like, we shouldn't dismiss like, oh, like, I don't think he's like that because I saw yeah. him on TV. It's right, something like hard right, to right. believe, but I, yeah. you know, I 100% like believe that something is up here and it, it's right. scary yeah. because you watch TV and you think somebody is like a good person and. Mm-hmm. They might not be. So it's, it's just kind of like odd and. But know, also he safe. jumped a fence. So like it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that he's a little obsessive about her. And right. we oh, kind of yeah. saw that on the show as well, that he was always much more invested than she was. And red mm-hmm. flag right there. But yeah. I uh, I almost always believe the women, so oh, obviously yeah. something extreme must have ha- had to have happened. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> completely agree. Like the fact that she filed a restraining order, yeah, means she, that something is yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. 
Interessante. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Um, Big UTMZ. <laughs> loves it. Uh, not really. Um, I don't really have a hot take. This is like barely a hot take, but the only thing that has I've been kind of obsessed with, and this is kind of shocking to me, but I've gotten really into Blackpink, which, if you don't know, they're a K-pop group. Which, oh. I know. It's Jen and I were astounding. like, oh, wow. It okay. was really, it has really, really surprised me. I don't quite know what happened, but I suddenly am, like, obsessed with their music videos and dance videos, and I guess I recommend it. It's not, like, good music, but the music videos are amazing. Mm. <laughs> the music is not good, however. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the music video. It's, like... <laughs> It's okay. kind of amazing. They're basically the Korean Little Mix, which... Um, oh, they're women. I yeah. don't know why, but I, like, assumed, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, BTS Korean. Uh, no, no. I, I no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Kira's like, how dare you? Um, yeah, they're basically the Korean Little Mix, so uh, it kind of makes sense that I'm into them, but also kind of has surprised me. Quarantine right. is doing weird things to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had never heard of them and then was recently watching, like, some makeup tutorial stuff on YouTube, like, catching up on all that. And I think it's Selena Gomez said that she is collaborating with them. Yeah, it just came out, like, just after I got into them, like, mm. a few days later. And I was like, oh, they're, like, famous. They're yeah. really big, so... Dang. We're kind of late to the train. Yeah. Because people that love K-pop love K-pop, they very loyal fans. Yeah, like, B the BTS stuff I never really got. Like, that just kind of... And obviously, we're One Direction fans, so I feel like I should get it. Um, but it was just too much happening for me. Like, there's, like, yeah. 20 members and a lot of coordinated dancing and stuff. It was, like, a lot happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I agree. Like, K-pop has definitely um, really blown up lately. I mean, there's a category for k-pop at the vmas this year like yeah oh blackpink is the first k-pop group to have performed at coachella this past year oh wow oh shoot so i was Wait. like oh i'm, I'm like behind <laughs> is coachella yeah. happening sorry this was 2019 on. coachella this year oh. didn't happen okay mm -hmm. yeah because i was like wait what coachella happened okay. no no i see 2019 yeah, yeah. oh well we support we support, your, yeah. They're pretty badass. Um, all right. I think that's it for all our hot takes today. So, Jackie, do you have any sheroes or heroes you would like to share with the class? I do, yeah. I just wanted to mention, um, unfortunately, Dame Diana Rigg passed away this week, of course. She, I knew her from, as Elena Tyrell, Lady Elena Tyrell from Game of Thrones. That's what I meant about Full Circle, because Lily Allen is related to Alfie Allen, who is on Game of Thrones, and I'm going to talk about uh, Elena Tyrell. Yes. Um, and that foreshadow. she's known, I know, <laughs> she is famous for, I mean, she's been acting for decades and decades and decades, appearing famously in Bond films and worked into um, almost her 80s on Game of Thrones. Unfortunately, she passed away of cancer um, just a few days ago. Um, but I just wanted to honor her memory and her legacy. She's been, 
I feel like she is one of the underrated dames. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give her the respect that she so deserved. So I think she's just great. So yeah. Thank Aww. you. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I recognized her, but I don't know too much about her. Should watch her scenes just as Elena Tyrell. She hmm. cracked the whip on Game of Thrones. She's great. Love to see it. Yeah. We love ladies that crack the whip. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll love Blackpink. Um, <laughs> my Shiro is Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. I'm sure a lot of people have seen she's been wearing masks at the U.S. Open with the name mm-hmm. of black people who um, whose deaths have been um, central to the racial injustice discussion uh, in America the past few weeks, months, years. Um, and I think it's amazing that she's been uh, using this platform, this moment to just keep their names and memory and legacies alive for everybody. And, spoiler alert, uh, she just beat Victoria Azarenka to win the U.S. Open. So, love to see that. I love Osaka. I'm a fan. So, Wow, back-to-back champ. Yeah. Right? Uh, Did she win? Was it last year when she won? No, I don't think it was last year because yeah, I was home when I watched it. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was 2018. Anyway, whatever. She won it two times. I was like, like, "Whoa, was that last year?" I was like, "This has been the longest year." Uh, I guess you. I guess you moved like in August. Yeah. No, I I didn't. I should have yeah put that together because I I watched that with my parents. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Love it. So. 2018 and 2020 U.S. Open champion. Wow. Um, she's a winner and using her platform to raise awareness about horrible things going on in like this country. Yeah. Love to see really her come into her own. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I've thought about that too, how when she won in 2018 and obviously if you know the story about what happened with Serena in that final mm-hmm. and it just wasn't the nicest way to win your first Grand Slam. Like when you're a player training for that, that's not how you imagine especially playing your hero like Serena so it was a little upsetting and I was like oh I hope like she does well after this because she's a great player and she deserves um the praise and recognition and she deserved to win that match um but when you're thrown Mm -hmm. into the spotlight in that way at at, and, and she's so young that can be a lot to take on so I'm glad that she has handled herself so well um yeah she's great she'll be around for a while she's gonna keep winning i'm sure i love it yeah it's exciting well this was not as long as anticipated I this is like a nice tight hour yeah good job everyone i thought it was gonna be a long one but yeah we've gotten better at being concise and it's quarantine baby like yeah yeah we're, we're just burning down nothing going on yeah too soon yeah um Oh, yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, well, thank you for joining us. If you made it all the way to the end, we appreciate it. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for being here, Jen and Jackie. Nice to see you. Um, And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Stay home. Stay safe. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. 
Bye.